2: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington
1: Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
2: And
0: now he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C si, senor! Dimly lit room where? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. On this short week for most people probably. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
3: You know, I've been thinking about this for some time. Often I don't have a general manager because I forgot to come up with one. But I have been contemplating this from my soul to my heart to my brain and back again. We go with the Declaration of Independence, the American people, the Founding Fathers, the great Joey Chestnut, all that is right in America. America. Which can eventually fix all that is
0: wrong with America. Wait a second. Yes. Wait a second. Huh. So did you just lump in with the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, everything that is right for America? Joey Chestnut, a guy who can eat a lot of hot dogs really fast? A guy who can eat a lot of hot
3: dogs? He's one of the, he's one of the greatest Americans who's ever strode the earth.
0: <laughs> His hot dog eating prowess knows no bounds. One of the greatest Americans, or did you say humans that have ever walked the earth? Well, if I said Americans, I meant humans. (laughs) Certainly,
3: either or both.
0: Wow. So he's up there with uh, Einstein, Plato, Shakespeare. Certainly. The apostles. Galileo. Uh, I don't (laughs) know. Joey Chestnut, who ate a whole bunch of hot dogs, so I read about it. I didn't see it, unfortunately. My kids were not with me, and I uh, so we uh, I, I taped the hot dog eating contest so we can watch it together. It's a tradition that we do, and uh, but I read about it. And so did did he tackle the protester whilst he was eating mid contest? That's right. <laughs> That's one more reason he's an American hero. So an animal rights protester runs up on the stage while he's doing his twelve minutes of eating hot dogs. He, yes. he wrestles the person to the ground, goes back to eating his hot dogs, and still wins by 20 yeah. freaking hot dogs. Is that right, Michael? That's correct. It's awesome. <laughs> and he didn't stop chewing. Not one bit.
3: He's able tell to you what choke somebody and chew at the same time. Isn't that such a, He's an amazing... He's a hero to America's young, just when we desperately need one. I'll tell you what, if I could design my own commemorative plate, it would have, I don't know, maybe Thomas Jefferson... Dr. Jonas Socky. Dale, Dale Earnhardt, needless to say. And Joey Chestnut. Maybe John Wayne instead of
0: Dale Earnhardt, hard to say. That's a good commemorative plate right there. Oh yeah. I would I would display that on my mantle. <laughs> yes? Yes,
2: Michael. You know, that would be a good stamp. Joey Chestnut yep. just holding a guy. <laughs> a guy in a headlock with
0: a hot dog in his mouth. That'd be a good right. stamp. You're right. It's kind of right. like the Ukrainian guy on the island flipping off the Russians. That's, that's our stamp, Joey Chestnut, with a guy in a headlock eating a hot dog.
3: <laughs> I love that. On my commemorative plate, of course, Joey Chestnut would be handing Thomas Jefferson a hot dog, and <laughs> Dr. Salk would be smiling approvingly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Um, so, it was, is it the same animal rights protester group that was chaining themselves to basketball goals during the NBA? I, I could
3: not. I could not tell you
0: that. I don't know that. Well, I haven't they, really paid it much heed. Whether it's the same group or not, yeah. You know, and I'm all for not paying it heed and uh, and you know making them a household name. Um, we've always admired PETA because they were so good at getting publicity. But uh, this new group is apparently trying to become a household name also, and I don't want to help them along with that. But they're good at, uh, you know, high-profile events. The Hot Dog Eating Contest with Joey Chestnut, that's a pretty high-profile event in terms of... uh, And I guess unhappy that they're eating beef hot dogs or something? I sure, yes, Of all the the causes going on, man, jeez, there's, there's there's a lot of causes out there... Whether you feel strongly about the abortion thing or the war in Ukraine or what are guns, you know, obviously we'll be talking about that. There's some big causes out there that a lot of people worked up about. I just don't feel like there's that much oomph on the side of people shouldn't eat beef.
3: I know it's that's why that's why I kind of went to it this morning. It's just amusing. Can you imagine these these weenies who, no pun intended, whose their top priority, the the passion that burns brightest in their heart, is to prevent people from eating hot dogs.
0: Right. Stop it. Right. And so, uh, Joy Chestnut ate a, a paltry sixty three as opposed to his record that's in the seventies, but he did it whilst having to put a headlock on somebody. So there you go. Right. And and honestly,
3: you know, at this point in his career, as long as he's eaten one dog more than everybody else, you know, he's
0: hasn't he given us enough, Jack? <laughs> you know, obviously we're talking about the hot dog eating contest to avoid talking about any of the horrors of the world. And I don't know if we ever will talk about any of the horrors of the world. I don't know if I want to. Do you want to? I don't know. Would it do any good? I don't know. I'm
3: just going to have to see how it goes. I tell you this, and Jack and I were texting about this last night. I, uh, in diving back into the news and trying to get up to speed on everything, I uh, just had this terrible, terrible wave of of sadness and discouragement, honestly. Uh, how can you feel anything but if you have a living soul? I mean, it's uh, mingled with having a great visit with the family and, and pride and love for the country and the rest of it as I contemplated it, uh, as I always do on Fourth of July weekend. Um, but uh, the the undercurrent of anger and hate that seems to be part of every discussion uh, it's just, it's uh, it saps a person.
0: It uh, does, and I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. And so this 4th of July, I thought was markedly different, as I just bounced around the op-ed pages of newspapers and took in some commentary on cable news channels. From, uh, you know, the sources that I usually go to, there was the usual, we're the last great hope of mankind on Earth sort of thing on 4th of July, which is true, by the way. But there was more than I've ever seen of this is an awful country with uh, all kinds of awful things happening and... uh and I've never seen that much on the 4th of July it reminds me of this past mothers day where it was the first time you were seeing you know columns about uh you know we shouldn't use the term mom and, and just you know stuff like that or the tro- the yeah. problems with mothers um just you know a whole bunch of negative stuff like when did mothers day become and uh, 4th of July for instance there are many for instances i could i could uh, quote you from many columns i saw in newspapers about you know, the flaw in our founding or the importance of recognizing the 1619 project on this 4th of July and that sort of stuff. Ugh. NPR, the uh, the Morning Guy on NPR, which I listen to uh, regularly, uh, Stephen Inskeep, the Morning Guy, has been reading the Declaration of Independence every morning on the 4th of July for like 30 years or something. I mean, for decades. Been doing it forever. It's part of attrition. tradition. Not this year. Not this year. This is the year that America has become too... Troubled the country to do that again and got into various things about slavery and inequality and stuff like that. And quoting a bunch right, of a long sorts. discussion of equity and inequality yeah, and yeah, yeah. Of freedom. how about you do both? Steve Inskeep is insufferable, by the way. Well, he's a smug <laughs> prick. That, that wasn't really my point, but my, my point that's was, my point. <laughs> there was a there was an awful lot of that in, a, in a way more than I've ever seen before. And it just seems to be where we are. Um. I'm relatively despondent
3: about that. You know what it feels like to me? Like, uh, you know how your youngsters uh, fall for these TikTok challenges and they just sweep across the nation and it just goes crazy for, you know, a day to a week or whatever. It feels like adult America has fallen for a weird TikTok challenge. Let's all take the most negative, distorted, bizarre view of the country possible. Fueled by this indefensible uh, critical theory nonsense of of all sorts, um, uh, you know, from your queer theory to your uh, critical race theory to whatever. Um, let's all ingest that as hard as we can, and 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 look at the country through that lens for a while. And it's it's no more sensible or reasonable than kids, you know, tearing towel dispensers down in their school bathrooms. But it's this craze that's infected the country. It's nuts. I mean, criticism is one thing. Nihilism is another. Saying we're flawed like every human endeavor has been flawed. Here are some of the flaws. Here's how we're correcting them. No, no, it was was evil at its founding. This country should have never been founded. There's this infamous Vox piece that uh, the revolution never should have happened because uh, Britain outlawed slavery before the United States did. And I'm not going to get into why that's an idiotic argument, but people are actually listening to stuff like
0: that. Yeah, it was troubling. I got some good stuff on um, uh, reasons uh, the country is good. I got some uh, stuff on how torn apart we are and where is this going. It's pretty interesting to think about, but lots of stuff today. And, of course, we will continue to honor the greatest man who has ever lived anywhere mm. on the planet during any epoch. And that would be Joy Chestnut. Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Tuesday, July 5th, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. By the way, on
3: my draft board, I have Joey Chestnut after the carpenter from Nazareth ahead of George Washington.
0: Okay. So, Jesus, hot dog-eating champion, father of our country. Gotcha.
3: Exactly. Yep. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark.
1: He will not plead their pardon. He will curse and spit and sneer and shout his name at the heavens.
0: I am the shining ark of humanity. There you go. <laughs> some of the lead up announcing from the hot dog eating contest. That's beautiful. I was trying to explain it yesterday to someone who'd never heard of it, never heard Joy Chestnut's name, never heard of the hot dog eating contest or anything like that. And <laughs> as I was explaining it, I kept feeling more and more ridiculous as I tried to. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> I tried to, like, you know, transfer the enthusiasm I have and much of the nation has for it to someone who'd never heard of it, I felt, I felt myself losing ground in my argument. <laughs> well, perhaps instead of trying to explain it, you should have peeled back their mask and
3: revealed the lizard face of an invader from Mars. What Earthling is not familiar with the Nathan's uh, Hot Dog Eating Contest?
0: Right. Sad! Sad! Anyway, I got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh has everybody got an eye? So Michael, you, you don't appear to have lost an eye unless you already got a glass one put in. Uh Joe didn't lose an eye, I didn't uh Alex, did you lose an eye? Uh no eyes lost, no, just a thumbnail. <laughs> just a thumbnail. Hmm. Hansen lost his other eye, so he'd lost uh, so now he's down to none. That's a that's a that's a ding dang. But you know, fireworks are fun no matter what. And you can live a very happy life with seven and a half fingers. Exactly. Jeez, you can do most of the stuff you want to do. Um, uh, So, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. We're going to tell you about a bunch of news that happened over the weekend that hopefully you weren't paying attention to, because that's what we do. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's quite good. Give it a seven. I mean, it's not like Joey Chestnut
3: good, but it's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Could Mailbag put somebody in a headlock in the middle of it while continuing to read emails from listeners? Mm, perhaps. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, more on the way. Stay with us.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
1: Getty Show.
3: to talk about today including these weird spicy economic times uh, there's some some reason for optimism by the way economically speaking also a new joe biden clip that uh, i don't know uh, we're searching for the perfect version of it because the one i found had the beginning cut off a little bit but it may be the all-time joe biden had about a calf care clip come on so we'll uh, we'll bring that to you in a couple of minutes. First of all, though, your freedom-loving quote of the day. I promised uh, last week I would do a series of Dorothy Thompson, an American journalist who uh, lived from the 1890s through the 1960s, and just is a very, very interesting person. Maybe we'll talk more about her uh, in the days to come. Uh, but she said this, when liberty is taken away by force, it can be restored by force. When it is relinquished voluntarily by
0: default, it can never be recovered. Oh, boy. That's what we're doing. Um, that's a good one. Ding! I uh, just spilled coffee all over the lunchroom, so sorry, I walked back oh. into the room and I just... You ever had your coffee too full and then you're like very carefully gonna try to pick it up, but then your hands are shaking <laughs> from the nervousness of how full it is and you spill yes. more of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's a, uh, that's analogous to, uh, to certain things in sports. If you pick it up and just confidently without thinking about it, yeah. carry it, you will spill so much less right. than if you're quote unquote trying to be careful. Yeah. Because something that you unconsciously do well, if you put it in your conscious mind, you're screwed. That's interesting. That's absolutely true. Very interesting. Yeah, that's why a free throw shooter or a golfer or whatever, they can't be thinking about mechanics at the time it's time to perform. They've just got to let their muscle memory take over, yeah, which I'm terrible
0: at. That's a good one. Yeah, well, I good might, for other people. That, that, that's something people can apply today. I think oh, absolutely. That's why I'm here. That's <laughs>
3: Joe's application of the day. <laughs> Mailbag.
0: (laughs) The application of the day.
3: (laughs) You know, you can email us at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Try to keep them uh, brief, pithy as possible. Again, that's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll go ahead and touch on this and move on. Don says, uh, guys, I've been an A&G listener since before Joe the Plumber was a McCain fan. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Good one. Yo, the Plumbers here. Some time ago, you presented a compelling argument via someone's very well-made case for not ever mentioning the name of any mass shooter. News organizations can't help but having to report these cases, but why can't it become j school standard operating procedure to never report the name of a mass shooter?
0: Well, we did have an interesting situation yesterday in Chicago in that the person was actually at large, so that was a decent excuse for putting the guy's name and photo everywhere as they're trying to sure. look for a killer. And then as soon as he was captured... Um, I know CBS tweeted out, now that the person of interest is in custody, we will resume our protocol of refraining to name or show him.
3: Wow, way to go, CBS. I like that. Of course, then you've got the New York Post, who does so many things so well, but they are shameless. They are pornographers when it comes to exploiting every one of these shootings for clicks. You know everything about the guy.
0: Yeah, the the scumbag uh, youngster that shot up the parade in Chicago yesterday, his music videos, his thoughts, his pictures, everything in the New York Post. Immediately yesterday, yeah, not yeah. good. If I, I don't know how you do that, I don't. Honestly, I don't know how you sleep at night when you do that. You are killing people when you do that. News yeah. publications, you are getting more innocent people killed.
3: They are amoral, but we will talk about that more later. Uh, JT writes: No, getting out the vote is not a viable strategy for the left. Whether you're talking about the SCOTUS rulings, administrative state out uh, overreach, etc. Uh, The reason the left has to resort to SCOTUS rulings in the administrative state is because they never had the votes to pass the legislation they want to pass. For example, the left will never get a national law to allow late-term abortion on demand, nor will they ever have the votes. Uh, But it could be argued that such a law were passed, the SCOTUS would overturn it. Where's the other one? Oh, similarly, there will never be the votes to usher in a Green New Deal. Uh, for various reasons, he gets into. So, really, the only option for installing those policies and regulations and the rest of it is through the
0: fiat of the administrative state, because the votes aren't there. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a decent point, right there. Truth to that. Yeah, um, we got a lot more on the way. If you missed now the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on
2: demand. Armstrong and Getty.
4: your perfect home sweet home
1: The
3: Armstrong and Getty show
0: This is one of my favorite things. I've probably seen it ten times, but because I'm old, I forget. So it's entertaining every time I see it.
3: (laughs) From the Department of Hiding, your own Easter egg.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Just cleared out some space in the freezer. Sounds so much more productive than I just polished off another pint of ice cream. (laughs) I I do like that one. (laughs) That is good. I I like it. Cleared out some space (laughs) in the freezer. (laughs) Just rearranged a little bit.
3: All right, so speaking of amusing things, uh, this, is, uh, this is perhaps the all-time Joe Biden Batta care clip. On the 4th of July, attempting to unleash upon us his patriotic, patriotic majesty. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy.
4: ...that can be defined in a single word. I was to foot him... Uh, foot, foot,
0: excuse me. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh wow! Who put that together with the with the music and the Kamala laughter? That's just too much.
3: Is it too much? Let's all listen to it together one more time.
4: that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him. Uh, foot, foot... Excuse me. <laughs> oh jeez.
0: That's. <laughs> If I could be serious for a second. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the national anthem. <laughs> okay, it can, you should be serious. That can be
4: defined in oh, a single boy. word.
0: I was going to put him in uh, <laughs> a You know what's great about that is, um, man, if you're going to say, if your setup is, and it can be defined in a single word, man, you've got to get that word out of your mouth cleanly. Oh boy. Or at least a word. <laughs> Some word. A discernible word. You can't say it can be defined in a single word. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um he and Jeff Bezos got into it a little bit over the weekend over uh, All right. Jeff Bezos. Over a either very cynical or very idiotic tweet from the White House that we can discuss maybe next segment. It's uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but more on that coming up.
3: Yeah, and it's just it uh, continues to be am- uh, amazing and amusing and a little mystifying to me that people are still some people saying, "Oh, the president is absolutely running for re-election with Kamala Harris as his running mate." I mean, come on. Anyway, so speaking of economics and Jeff Bezos and things like that, a couple of different pieces leapt out at me from the Wall Street Journal about these spicy economic times we're in. These are the spicy times, um, although in using that term, which is amusing and, and a kind of slightly more lighthearted way of describing that things feel really, really screwed up. I was reminded the other day. I was working out, believe it or not, um, in in an old A and G. Well, it wasn't an A and G T shirt. It was a T shirt our listeners made and sent to us that uh, back in 2016 when Trump was running against Hillary, and uh, and everything was just so weird and dopey. I said, my uh, my ticket is chaos and ugliness. Right, thinking ah. And then the next several years unleashed more chaos and ugliness than I'd really seen. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the spicy times, a little too spicy for me. I need to, Can I have a, a mild spicy? Anyway, back to the uh, economy. Wall Street Journal John Hilsenrath points out the U.S. economy has experienced 12 recessions since World War II, and each one included two features economic output contracted and unemployment rose. But today, something highly unusual is happening. Economic output fell in the first quarter, and signs suggest it did so again in the second. So we're in the middle of a recession. Yet the job market showed little sign of faltering during the first half of the year. And in fact, the jobless rate fell from 4% in December to 3.6 in May. Analysts have talked about jobless recoveries after past recessions, etc. So this one's just kind of bass-ackwards which I think is part of the spicy times because nobody's quite sure why or how it's happening or what ought to be done to keep the good part going while
0: dealing with the bad part. Right. We've got twice as many job openings as people looking for work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At the end of June, 1.3
3: million Americans were collecting federal unemployment checks, substantially fewer than the 1.7 million collecting them on average each week during the three years before the pandemic. Fewer people now collecting federal unemployment number of people receiving such benefits uh top six and a half million during the big recession oh uh, seven o nine sir uh, i'd be surprised if there were a recession without much job loss, said Gregory Mankow of Harvard uh, a small downturn perhaps could be needed to bring inflation under control, and we can get away with just a small one, so he doesn 't know everybody 's guessing and then this which seems like fairly good news, I think. Um In certain sectors, the rampant inflation seems to be cooling. A slide in all manner of raw materials prices, from corn to wheat to copper and more, are stirring hopes that some of the inflationary pressures might be starting to ease. Uh, natural gas prices shot up more than 60% before falling back to close the quarter 3.9% lower. Uh, U.S. crude slipped from highs above 120 barrel to end around 106. You got your wheat, your corn, your soybeans all wound up cheaper than they were at the end of March, and you know I could list a bunch of more materials, and there are a bunch more. But anyway, it's probably good news. All right, if you
0: say so, I'm not. I'm uh, not sold.
3: Well, no, I don't expect you to be sold. Everything's very preliminary, and and like I said before, this is a weird one. Um. But if you have that widespread a decline in commodities
0: price, uh,
3: that, 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 that we're looking to cool off the economy.
0: That's cooler. Worst first half of the year in a stock market in a half a century. And here we're starting into the second half of the year and everything's down this morning. But who knows how it'll end up. I mean, you know, one day, one day, one morning doesn't tell you anything and really mentioning it is pointless. But I did it anyway.
3: You know, I will tell you this um, uh, in relation to or in, in opposition to your relentless pessimism because you've lost faith in this country and humanity. Clearly, uh, the stock market, everybody knew, was just inflated. Just, sure, it just absolutely. Had been going up, 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 absolutely. up, up, up. So it reminds me of Biden's claim that I've reduced the federal budget to deficit. Well, yes, because it was the pandemic high pandemic level only two years ago. So, you know, uh, what the heck? Yeah, you're, it's a correction.
0: You're, you are right. Everybody said that all these things were overvalued and the stock market was too high and there was going to be a correction. And then when one comes, everybody flaps their hands like, oh my God, how did this right. happen? Which is
3: weird. Yeah. I mean, well, even Elon Musk, uh, as you brought to us last week, was saying, hey, the, the Tesla stock's way overvalued. What are you people doing? Which yeah. is crazy. Uh, but there's some truth to it. So, yeah, no need to panic. Okay. Of course, um, when there is a need to panic, we will
0: tell you. We will absolutely be honest with you. Panic now. Panic right. No, not yet. Now. Your now is the time take their to panic. Stuff. Um, I haven't heard this, so I want to hear it. Getting back to Joey Chestnut eating at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest where he won his 15th title. Uh, obviously an all-time record. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. He's 37. Oh, I don't know how many more years he's got in him. I don't know at what point you decide, I don't want to eat 70 hot dogs in 12 minutes. I don't know if that happens in your 40s or your 50s. I don't know. But um, he did have to tackle a protester in the midst of it. Clip four there, Michael.
3: Well, during the competition, a protester with a Darth Vader mask rushed the stage and bumped into Chestnut, who immediately goes chokehold there. I think he's done that before. Uh, Contest
4: officials then escort the intruder away. Various gambling sites have given refunds to the uh, over-under due to the... Protester interference, yes, there was an Uh over-under at the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Yeah,
0: because when I was talking to my kids about it, they were immediately, well, that's not fair. And I said, well, he still won by 20 hot dogs. So if he had finished second, I think they probably would have had to do a redo or something like that. I don't know. But since he still won easily, that wasn't a big deal. But I didn't think about the betting odds and the over-under on how many hot dogs. Who are you? That is wagering on that. You need to go to a 12-step program. <laughs> well, yeah,
3: speaking of, uh, well, a couple of things. Number one, keep in mind we're talking about wolfing down enormous numbers of sausages. But um, <laughs> it, it, his prowess, his superiority compared to the rest of humanity makes uh, like a Usain Bolt look like a chump. I mean, if, if Usain Bolt was to sprinting as Joey Chestnut is to hot dog eating, he would win by 25 yards. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, percentage-wise, yeah, at least 25 yards. Uh, it's just astounding. Secondly, uh, why did they not have better security if the guy in the middle of the contest has to put the, the weasel in a headlock
0: and, and throw him to the ground? Uh, Come uh, on. Uh, I, can, I can take things dark right now, tying together some of the big stories oh, of the day. No, um, no. I was reading a piece about uh, hardening schools which is a great movement across the country because of the school shootings and everything like that. Uh, with a number of people making the point, if we harden schools, we're just going to come up, we, the, the, the crazy, the whatever the crowd is that wants to shoot up things, they're just going to find different targets. You know, see the parade yesterday. Lack of security at the hot dog eating contest how much security are you gonna have at every freaking gathering that occurs in america right high fences around the supreme Court uh, the capitol little league games the mall the bowling alley I mean where you know where are you gonna stop you can't harden every per every gathering that ever occurs the how many thousand fireworks displays uh, did people gather at yesterday across the country I mean,
3: thousands of them well that's what made the the highland park illinois thing so sickening and chilling to
0: everybody was so many of us had attended similar gatherings right um that is a problem it's that that's why somehow we've got to figure out the culture of this
3: yeah we have a disease and it hasn't exactly been identified yet we're a diseased people
0: yeah anyway yeah so i took something fun joe was having a good time with him Mm mm-hmm under dark. We'll get out of well, the darkness by looking at a strange tweet from the White House over the weekend about the price of gas, which Jeff Bezos, who is not a Republican, had a lot of problems with. Among other things, on the way, stay with us.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Two and three Americans don't know who America declared independence from uh, back in 1776. So we're doomed. We are. So more you lose the,
3: your past. You don't know who you are. You more on, lose the future. More on that oh. later.
0: Jeff Bezos, world's second richest man, founded Amazon, runs the Washington Post. A very proud man of the left, which is fine, but that's important to this story is the reason I mention it. Jeff Bezos blasts Joe Biden for blaming gas companies for high pump prices. Uh, Saying that Joe Biden was either employing misdirection or displaying a deep misunderstanding of economic fundamentals. Here we go. In a Saturday afternoon tweet, the official presidential account, and I don't know who writes these tweets. uh, Does the president even know they're going out? I doubt it. Probably not. Uh, Not directly. I'm sure they have to be approved at a very high level, but I doubt he sees them. Uh, Saturday afternoon, he would certainly be asleep. Sound asleep. <laughs> headed to Denny's. <laughs> he's in a corner in a rocking chair with a shawl, and he's nodded off, mouth open. Arr. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, bad Got one of those Patterson books on his chest, a mystery. <laughs> and a Saturday afternoon tweet, the official presidential account wrote, my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. Later Saturday, the United States' second richest person, Jeff Bezos, tweeted out, Ouch! Inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight-ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of the basic market dynamics. Which is a heck of a thing from Jeff Bezos, who runs the Washington Post. And is, you know, as well known a big donor lefty as he is with it with such a megaphone to say to say, ouch base. Well, to say what I say, either this is like cynicism of, of a level that's not good for the country. Like, you know, that's nonsense, but you're doing it anyway because you want dumb people to think it's the gas stations or you have no idea what's going on or how it works. It can't be the second one. It can't be. You know,
3: I can believe that there are some uh progressive staffers and youngsters who who fall for the idiocy that yeah high prices are just corporate greed because uh, there are a lot of people who run around saying that um I, I gotta believe the level of the, the, the tweets are approved uh they they know and it's the cynicism thing well, come to think of it you know there were uh some pretty good reports about the debate in uh, Biden's inner circle about. Uh, whether we can uh, blame uh, corporate greed on inflation, or blame inflation on corporate greed. And a lot of people were saying, no, you can't do that. You know that's
0: not true. And and so that's been an open battle. But at least that's a more complicated argument, overall inflation. The gas prices thing is pretty... Well, let me read a little bit from the Wall Street Journal uh, editorial board opinion piece today. Bidenomics 101. The president doesn't appear to know anything about the way the private economy works. Business leaders have chalked up President Biden's attack on oil companies to political cynicism. That's what I have so far. But maybe they're too generous. His tweet over the weekend ordering gas stations to lower prices betrayed a willful ignorance about the private economy. And then they get into some of the uh, details on that. Oh, by the way, the Chinese responded to that with their state media tweet being, now U.S. president finally realized that capitalism is all about exploitation. He didn't believe this before. So that's great. Wow. Um, The Wall Street Journal gets into some of the uh, details on this. You'd think that the president's Ivy League-educated economic advisors would have informed him that the large refiners own fewer than 5% of all gas stations in America, more than 60% operated by individual or families that own a single store. I didn't know that. 60% are single-store owned. Mm-hmm. and that own a, and the rest are independently owned chain or grocery stores that sell fuel many licensed brands from the refiners refiners largely exited the retail business in the 2000s um ba 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 they go through where the cost of this and that is most gas stations make a few cents a gallon in profit and stay in business mainly by selling food and cigarettes the national right. association of convenience stores says its members are struggling amid high, high gas prices because customers are making fewer stop stops and buying less More than a quarter of gas stations have closed since the 1990s because they couldn't make the economics work. If retailers were to sell fuel at cost, most would go out of business. Perhaps those owned by large refiners would survive, but they'd be accused accused of predatory pricing by Mr. Biden's antitrust cops. That is, if the refiners owned them and actually only needed the gas profits to survive, not the cigarettes and lottery tickets and everything like that, and they undercut the price of the other ones, well, they'd they'd get accused of... uh, you know, driving to, you know, big corporations driving the little guy out of business. Sure, yeah, you can't win. The president's economic ignorance isn't a one-off. In recent months, he has accused oil and gas companies of price gouging and demanded that they increase production, even while his administration threatens to put them out of business.
3: Right, which is a major factor and deserves repeating. When you send the message out loud over and over again that we are going to render all of your investments Uh, Wasteful. We're going to render them all losses. We're going to, for instance, shut down a pipeline capriciously that you've spent billions of dollars building. We're going to make it impossible for you to refine oil. Well, the companies involved say, well, we're not investing in the future. Then we're not expanding a refinery. We're not going to buy a refinery. There's a giant refinery for sale in the Gulf. They can't find a buyer because this administration, the environmental left, is so hostile toward fossil fuels. Nobody wants to touch it. So that helps lead to inflation,
0: too, Mr. POTUS, sir. Well, and you always have to go back to what I kept saying last week. If you're under the belief that uh, anybody is charging more just because they can, why were prices so low, you know, a year and a half ago? Because they just didn't feel like making money at that point? you know. What? It I hadn't got. occurred to them. Their <laughs> evil plan had not yet been hatched. I got enough money. I'm not going to charge more. So uh, finally, and getting to the question of is it cynicism or ignorance... Asked about the tweet on Fox News Sunday, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that anybody that knows President Biden knows he's plain spoken and he tells exactly what he's thinking in terms that everybody can understand, adding that we obviously take great exception of the idea that this is somehow misdirection. That isn't reassuring, says the Wall Street Journal editorial. board. In other words, if you say it's not misdirection, then it's you really don't understand how gas prices work. Wow. Well, that's uh, the knock
3: against the left, in particular in some lefty states, is that they're not only, uh, they don't only don't understand, not understand how business works. That sentence really was a train wreck. Not (laughs) only do they not understand business and how it works, uh, but they're contemptuous of it. Anybody who would try to run a business, start a business, make a profit. Ooh, there's a dirty
0: word. They're bad people, clearly i got a friend who owns a couple of gas stations. I'll have to ask him about it. If they're making a couple of cents a gallon and the money is in the cigarettes and Slim Jims, then no. They obviously couldn't lower the price. It'd be impossible. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
4: Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 –